Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. We're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Back again with another one of these friggin' Marvel movies. They just, <laughs> they, I, I used to never have to watch these. And now with this podcast, okay. I have no, to no, watch no, every no, no, single no, no, one. No, 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 no. I'm sure you're going to pivot this into some article about like, oh, Black Widow's hair is ranked through all the movies I've never actually watched. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Don't, you can no longer blame P.S. You're Wrong for your need to watch m- Marvel movies in particular. Look, I wrote a whole article about Loki, and I did not watch <laughs> that show, and I did not watch at least one of those Thor movies. So <laughs> you try to tell me what I can't do. Okay. That's, that's a fair point. You do have to actually watch it to talk about it. So I'll give you that. But um, yeah, Black Widow. This was a movie a long time coming, not only in the fact that it was meant to come out last summer was obviously postponed because of the pandemic, a story we've heard quite a few times at this point. But um, Black Widow herself, it's been sort of a running joke that it's like, where's Black Widow's standalone film? She showed up in the first in 2010 in Iron Man 2. Um, she was the first woman character in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Uh, as an Avenger, I mean, Um, obviously, you know, didn't get this movie until a decade later uh, after she'd already been killed off in the cinematic timeline. So uh, interesting, interesting background going into this movie. But I'm curious, you know, as a, you know, casual Marvel fan, let's call it. um, What were your expectations? What was your understanding of the character? What was your mindset as you sat down to finally see Black Widow in action. Well, I think that I've actually, well, hmm, I say this, but then no. I was going to say, I've seen all the Avengers movies, and since she doesn't have her own film, Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I probably have a pretty good grasp on her as a character and like what her vibe is. However, this movie, Black Widow, is set after Captain America Civil War, which I did not watch. Mm. So I was sort of confused as to like, where is this in the timeline? I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. You could easily watch this movie without really having known very much about the Avengers because it's sort of like its own separate thing. And it seems like a pretty big plot, but that is like clearly never addressed in any of the previous <laughs> films. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, it, it, I guess it doesn't really like go anywhere beyond this. But yeah, I don't know. The, the thing with Black Widow or the, the thing that's crazy to me is in 2021, it makes so much sense that there would be a Black Widow movie and that it would, you know, do fairly well. Mm-hmm. It, it's wild to think that even just 10 years ago in 2011, there was still this, thought that like oh my gosh no you absolutely could never do a female superhero (laughs) movie because no one would go see it like for me it's crazy sometimes when you think about just how far like society has come on some of these fronts in such a short time period Mm. um which is both exciting and also sort of like embarrassing at the same time (laughs) but Yeah. yeah i was i i was you know i will say this 
One of the things that I've talked about on this podcast multiple times before is that I don't really love these superhero movies where it's like, okay, we have an invincible superhero and then an mm, invincible mm-hmm. supervillain and they're going to duke it out and blah, 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 blah. The nice thing about Black Widow is that she's just a normal person who's like an assassin. So yeah. it does make the stakes a lot higher without having to have like a super planetary, like we're going to fight in outer right. space kind of thing that you have to get in some of these other movies. So... Yeah, I think I was excited going into it. I thought that they did a perfectly fine job. It, I, uh, there wasn't that much in it. I kind of felt like it was, mm-hmm. it was sort of just like there. And yeah, then it was done. I don't know where <laughs> your, did you have higher expectations for this? Because I feel like I also really, I liked Cap, I feel like I've liked some of the past Marvel movies maybe a little bit better than you did in like Captain yeah. Marvel and I don't know what was more recent than that I can't remember <sighs> um I don't know I, I didn't like Ant-Man so it wasn't that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no I I think my expectations were pretty um, well it's kind of weird right because this was announced like yes before she died in Endgame but it it came out after she died in Endgame. And so the whole like thought was like, well, what is the point of this? Like, obviously it's a prequel, but like it seemed a little too late, right? Like it, that's how I felt going into it. And so the whole movie, I was just like, yeah, it's fun, but it's like, why? I don't know. I, I was interested to see what people thought and it did pretty well. I mean, it has like 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people like the general fans like it a lot. Um, It did well. Um, I mean, at least Disney plus announced that it brought $60 million in video on demand sales to Disney plus. It also made um, 80 million in the box office and then was getting close to another 80 million from international so it's definitely like a big movie it's outdone a lot of other you know covid stragglers that have been coming out um it's not surprising that this did well because marvel just has a built-in fan base that means they will make money like period full stop Uh um but yeah i mean what did i like about this movie i i like the actors involved i think they had a lot of fun with florence Pugh, um hopper from (laughs) stranger things rachel weiss um and scarlett johansson had a lot of good chemistry with all of them but ultimately i did just kind of feel like uh, the story was like nothing for me it it felt just kind of like patched together in a weird way and i think it spoke to a lot of issues that they've had with characterizing women in these movies before so I don't know it was kind of like by the end of it I was just like well I don't know it it was fine I don't see myself wanting to rewatch it again in the same way it didn't feel like it added anything to the larger universe which is fine except that it also that's where it's that's where it belongs so it's like it's not a standalone film exactly like these characters are going to start interplaying with the marvel universe supposedly they set it up at least so that um florence Pugh's character will at least make some appearance somewhere someday and so it seems sort of like sure it did fine on its own but it's like well was that what it was intended to do because it seems kind of like a waste of everyone involved at this point well yeah 
Because if this movie wasn't a Black Widow, if it wasn't tied to Marvel and it was just the same plot line and someone tried to release it, I feel like no one would want to go see it or no one would go see it because it's not really that interesting or exciting. You know, yeah. it, like this is an atomic blonde or something that's like has more sizzle to it. Yeah, this but is then, Red Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, within the Marvel universe, because everything's connected and it's like building up, of each other and this is a character who's been doing has been in so many different movies and plot lines and who I feel like had a fairly good like ending well I mean she died but but like I think I think and Scarlett Johansson slash Black Widow and Endgame was like a good performance and she had a good character arc so to have now go back and this which you're like okay it doesn't really matter obviously she's gonna live through it like this plot doesn't affect anything else in the universe like Mm -hmm. it it, yeah it just didn't have a lot of steam in it i felt like the only thing that was really exciting or the thing that like made this movie not dull was florence Pugh, who Mm -hmm. i thought was fantastic in it and so much fun in every scene that she was in and I was like okay I'm excited to keep watching this just because I know that she's in it a lot and she's like good in all of her scenes and then I was like oh are they gonna like it is she gonna get a spinoff is she gonna get a tv show like what's she doing because this character is someone who I would be interested in seeing again in a way that most Marvel characters aren't really doing that for me. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I was like, whatever about this movie in the first place is Scarlett Johansson. I mean, <laughs> I yes, problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even her character, Black Widow has kind of always been this like really passive character in the universe. And that, that is an issue with these male creators who don't know how to write women characters. And I mean, that's been the problem from the get-go, Iron Man 2, she's really this sex pod that doesn't really, isn't really well, given also, much to work with. <laughs> also, she just, she's she doesn't have any powers. I mean, it's like her yeah, and exactly. Hawkeye are in these Avengers movies, and it's like, well, they can't <laughs> do the things that everyone else can do. So, you know, yeah. it's like they're, you know, we're getting these scenes where, okay, where somebody's like fighting Loki or whatever, and then you have Scarlett Johansson and Hawkeye like off shooting arrows at like two <laughs> henchmen in a corner. It's like the stakes are different. We yeah, don't care. They're pretty low on the totem pole yeah. for sure. Um, but even so, it's like, it's interesting to see how they've attempted to write Hawkeye or or even some of these more peripheral like Ant-Man or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. They've had a lot of chances to get Black Widow right, or at least make her interesting in a way, but they always choose the weirdest avenues. Like, I, she's always just been this side character that's passed around the Marvel movies, and she's always had these weird flirtations with all these different male superheroes, like uh, Captain America, the revives there, um, Hawkeye at first, and then it was like, no, 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 he has a family and they're just friends, which is fine. And then she, of course, was then parceled out to banner which was sort of like a big point of age of ultron but then was never really revisited or or given room to grow then so it was like it was weird watching her from 2010 on where her character struggled to find growth in these films that were all about the men around her and that super strength and whatever it was and she famously got her shot in age of ultron but it ended up just being like just a disaster which you can talk about the nuance now but at the time the the news grabbing headline moment was um that 
her issue with herself was that she was barren, that she had been, (laughs) that her, (laughs) she had been through this camp, this red room, they had taken away her ability to conceive and um, reproduce. And she tells Banner famously, like, you're not the only monster here because, oh, she can't have kids. (laughs) And it's like, that was such an eye roll to me. It was an eye roll to everyone watching it. A lot of people have thus have kind of moved on to be like, no, she wasn't talking about that. She was talking about like, you know, I've done all these bad things and I'm a monster too. And also they took away my right to choose. And that's hard for me to wrestle with as a woman. It's like, okay, fine, 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 whatever. We can accept that nuance. I don't think it was there in the first, right? But whatever. (laughs) She has been this character that kind of just is fridged long-term. It felt like, like they just were working up to a moment where they could write her off. Like that's always how it felt with her. She was there to let the men's action move forward. So she, she was able to have fun moments in that where she like tricks Loki into confessing his plan or, you know, helps. I I honestly don't even remember what she does, (laughs) but it ultimately was always about the men around her. And so we got so much of her character through these little glimpses, but it was still like nothing powerful or important or emotionally engaging for the for the larger part of the audience and so when this movie comes around it was interesting that we already knew everything about this really except except for like this the little like details or whatever like we knew that she'd been in this red room like you know captured as a kid and forced to grow up as this assassin and then she broke free and and she had to do that by you know proving this and she's done a lot about things and like blah 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 so it was like we got more nuance to that and we got to see that she actually had this like family unit and like I don't know it just felt like nothing new was added and it again felt sort of perfunctory in a way where it was like oh well people have been clamoring for this like I guess we have to do it before ScarJo's contract runs out like let's just whip something together based on all these little anecdotes she's shared over the last 10 years and and hopefully something sticks there and I don't know if it totally worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if it worked for me either necessarily. I think it's a little bit of like too little too late. Yeah. And yeah, she's gone. So they're not bringing her back. <laughs> so like this story arc is like fine. I think it does like flesh her out a little bit. I liked that we had a Marvel movie that was so female centric where mm-hmm. aside from Daniel or David Harbour's character who's sort of who, who's basically useless throughout it and <laughs> is mostly just the comic relief it's really very yeah. like female focused um so i liked that and i did think it was i don't know like there were some good scenes in it and it was kind of fun. And so I yeah. didn't hate it, but yeah. yes, I don't, I, if, if they were hoping that this would sort of like, that this would be their first win as like, Oh, like finally a good female story that like we can all <laughs> get behind because people didn't really like Captain Marvel in some ways. And you know, whatever. Yeah. I still don't think that they have found it. They're going to have to wait for, you know, whatever the next yeah. attempt is. Well, that's what's weird about it, too, is that this has been in the makings for a long time. You know, according to their history, they've been in talks for it since she first appeared. But yeah. realistically, I think the the real plan for it picked up around 2016. They realized it wouldn't fit into that phase of the Marvel Universe. So they decided it would be the this film that came out after Endgame, which 
it just speaks to how little I, that's what annoys me is it just proves that they don't actually care they're like oh she died off let's just we'll just give her a movie and it's like these bros are sitting there freaking planning out this timeline from who knows when to who knows when with great detail and precision to laying groundworks for easter eggs to come through everything and then this movie has absolutely nothing to do with it and that just kind of rubbed me the wrong well, way you can tell that it was a cash grab. Like, they weren't yeah. going to make this movie until they thought, oh, look, women like superhero movies. We need to make one. <laughs> one, because we yeah. look bad. And two, because it will probably sell well. And so, we, like, which character do we have that is going to be the most recognizable? Well, obviously, it's the Black Widow. And mm-hmm. so, let's, like, figure this out. But they, But at that point, they didn't have time or the energy or, you know, whatever to <laughs> revamp the whole thing to stick this in earlier so instead they're like okay it has to be something that comes after but then obviously if it comes after it can't really impact anything too much because (laughs) then you know what's the point there Uh, yeah and i'm glad they didn't do an origin story because again she told us her origin so it would have been boring to watch it out this basically was just a chance for her to relive her origin story in a weird way because it faces the same villain and the same ideology where it's this you know soviet union russian whatever super spy secret agency Mm -hmm. um by this man called drakov who has this red room where he takes girls and raises them to be uh, expert assassins and it's like that story feels so overdone and so easy to just fill in the blanks there and it's just like i wish they'd made a more interesting villain or a more high stakes situation because everything just felt kind of like can I mean I don't want to say convenient because you know I appreciate it like a lot of people online were like oh my gosh the opening credits was so like moving and horrifying like because it shows a lot of this you know (laughs) child um uh what am I thinking of kidnapping and um yeah like endangerment yeah yeah and they're like forced to become these things and uh, do these things that they don't want to and it's like wow it's crazy what they've been put through but it doesn't like feel real in a weird way it just kind of feels like oh i need a villain story like what can we do and and you can tell that it doesn't matter because in the final like you know bad guy speech the monologuing moment He's like, look at what I have accomplished. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, he's like, it's like this dumb (laughs) montage where he shows like every spy that has infiltrated something somewhere in the world. And he has like hundreds of these of these women's like Charlie's Angels almost scattered Mm -hmm. across the globe. But he doesn't explain what they've managed to do. He's like, look at what we've done. And it's just videos of like something on fire or like a building in smoke. But it's like. I would have rather seen like famous celebrities where he's like, this woman is actually one of mine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Explain. It would have been so easy to lay in Easter eggs for Marvel where it's like this random character from, I don't know, Thor Dark World was actually one of these Russian spies or whatever. But instead it was like nothing. And even the Russian spies that they are, you know, going to free with the magical red juice. <laughs> We don't know anything about them or care anything about their characters either. So it was sort of like an empty feeling victory because, again, it it had no like oomph to it. There was no there was no risk or realization for the world that we were already 
you know, well-versed in. It just seemed like, okay, well, this, I don't know, like, what is this? Like, you couldn't even pretend that they had pulled off the, I don't know, some sort of assassination or big world event, like, was actually, like, it's just make him bad or don't make him, like, this dumb villain who thinks he's a mastermind. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Yeah, I can see your points. Were there were there any scenes that or like action sequences that you thought were particularly interesting in this or good? Yeah, I mean, I want to be clear that I I think there's a lot worse Marvel movies and a lot worse movies. Period. But I think like this was a good enough film. Like I really like you said, I really liked um, Elena. I liked their relationship. Anytime they were just talking. I yes. think Florence Pugh was so funny, so fun. That relationship was realistic and fun to see sort of grow. Um, she's talking about her vest. She's talking about her. She makes, she pokes fun of Black Widow's famous like sexy pose. And I think that sort of like inline jokes were clever and refreshing. And the dialogue was fun and not so burdened by the ego of other films where it's like, mm-hmm there's not the same mythology they have to contend with. So they're allowed to just talk like people and kind of have their own characters and jokes and whatever. So I really liked that. Like the four of them together were a good time as far as like set pieces that worked. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I think this first half of the movie was stronger than the second half. I could have done without the, Oh, we have a secret invisible ship flying high above us. And now it's going to crash to the earth Mm -hmm. um, because that just felt so weird. And yeah. unnecessary. I liked the scene where Black Widow was fighting off all of the other like assassin girls. Mm, I thought that yeah. that had some good choreography in it. But yeah, the, the 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 grand finale sequence was not doing it for me in the same ways <laughs> yeah. that I think like just the Florence Pugh versus Scarlett Johansson fight scene that sort of like in the apartment I thought was more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately also I don't know like where the time went on this movie <laughs> because it's over two hours. But yeah. if you actually sit and like map out what happens, not that much happens. Yeah. So I'm like, where did these minutes go to? I don't really know. <laughs> it was weird stuff. Like, like I think they were trying to give like that whole to arm it. wrestling like yeah. sequence or whatever. Yeah. And like, and she has the friend who's helping her hide in Budapest. And I think mm-hmm. that's a nod to, like something she's mentioned in other movies. And then you have like Florence Pugh having her wake up moment, which felt a little forced and cheesy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the weird thing too was it. it, Yeah. I like the whole story is set up around that. They were these Russian spies, a la the Americans living in Ohio. And then they're found out and they have to go back on the run. And then they realize they weren't actually a family and they were just kind of put there as spies as Russian agents. And so I wish there'd been more about like why they cared so much about each other because they spent three years together, but then were separated for 20 years through a lot mm-hmm. of trauma. And Rachel Weiss characters, especially stayed with Drakov and was continuing to help him be like a crazy mercenary. So her about face felt really weird and inauthentic to me um, because it's like, well, why did she suddenly betray everything she'd stood for, for the mm-hmm. last you know, 40 some years of her life. And so that was kind of like, I wish they'd explained more why they cared about each other. Cause it just seemed like they're like, Oh, 
family. Like you can't fight that feeling, even though they're not really family, but they were for three years. So, you know, those like <laughs> those Saturday dinners really, really do you in at some point. I, I wish there'd been more time on that rather than like the robot daughter monster creature. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> plot line. I was also sort of like, okay, yeah. sure. The robot yeah. daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of like, ultimately I, I wish there'd been less fighting in a weird way and more just like riffing with the family members. Cause I think that's where it was strongest. Um, and I feel like they could have had more interesting fights if there were moments where they could fight together because by the end of it, they were all doing their separate thing for the most part. And it didn't really come together until they happily landed on the ground and were like, okay, see you never. Bye. Well, I think this movie was sort of hurt in my estimation also because it came so close after F9, which Mm. while I think (laughs) may be a worse movie overall and like obviously the acting and characters not great, but the stunts and the the set pieces in F9 Mm. are much more interesting than the ones in this movie. So I was sort of like sitting around waiting for like, okay, well like when are we going to get something that's really interesting and good and unique? Yeah. And we sort of just never did. Yeah. Well, that's what's sort of a disappointment with Marvel in general is that their fights are never like really them fighting. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like Bourne. It's not like any of these like it's not Atomic Blonde where they're really doing it and you can get a good long shot in. Yeah. These are quickly haphazardly edited together, patched together. It's like so much CG. Yeah. And so it's sort of like it's like the more fun moments is Florence Pugh like trying to pull off her sister's like sexy (laughs) war pose. And I wish that they just allowed this movie to exist as a smaller action film kind of like Born Identity or whatever. But instead they kept getting more and more elaborate um, sets, but you didn't have the satisfaction of like a well choreographed fight. It was just like running through flames jumping through buildings well, avoiding shrapnel on your way down well, through it <laughs> yeah i mean the whole the, the whole final sequence is all on this like collapsing satellite <laughs> yeah. so it's like truly nothing is real it's 100 <laughs> yeah. percent cg yeah and then she lands on the ground and she's like she's fine on, yes she, like not even like a bruise or a cut or anything I'm like, her like wow, hair is slightly tousled but that's yeah. it yeah i know yeah that's and, well, and then the, okay, wait. But did yeah, the dad yeah. the dad had superpowers of some variety? He had like yeah. Sort so of he super was strength. like a Captain America. Like that was a nod. That he had the super soldier serum that you see in Captain America. Oh, okay. And gotcha. Bucky. And so he was the Russian super soldier. Um, which that also I was. It wasn't clear why he was imprisoned then. If he's this huge asset that could take on the Avengers, it's like well, yeah. I was why confused has about he the been put in plot prison? line as well? Yeah, I didn't un. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then the other thing that was sort of like weird to watch this uh, was the fact that we know about the snap and we know about how Endgame ends and we mm-hmm. know that the ScarJo's whole like sacrifice is she's like, well, I don't have a family and you do. So your life is worth more. So I'm going to sacrifice myself. 
Which but I, then like, this whole thing was like, oh, no, I actually do have a family. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's sad to think that she's like, oh, I have two families. I'm going to go take care of one. But then she never tells her one family about like her sister that she grew to love over yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Which you like get because they didn't exist in the in the screenwriters minds when those movies were written because this was right after. <laughs> but also like where was like where was Florence Pugh in all of this you know yeah so it seems weird that they couldn't do I don't know if I would have liked some sort of half like mid credit scene where it explains that but it also just felt kind of like I don't know it, it felt weird to watch it because it seemed sort of like this deja vu moment where you're like wow she doesn't actually mourn them though when the snap happens like well, what's... The, the thing that really got me was that in the post credit scene when Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows up and I was like <laughs> yeah. I was like what movie was she in and then I looked it up and I guess she was in the Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier and I was just like Okay, yeah. I I was like I do not have energy to watch these, all of these. Um, I didn't watch it either. These TV shows, and then yeah. I was looking at the list of Marvel movies that are coming out in the next mm-hmm. year, and there's like seven of them. Yeah, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther all in the next calendar year before next July. Which again, like to your it's point, like, like none of those are women led. Like yes, Eternals has women in it. Yes. Um, actually, I think that's the only like big cast one, but it's like Black Widow is the second of 22 movies to be a solo woman's story. (laughs) And I mean, uh, the only other one we have is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And she's just billed because of pressure to like give her a co-credit because she's a co, you know, superhero in that storyline. But it's like, it's wild that they keep missing chances to build out characters like it's just like oh well Gamora's in a movie so like why are you complaining you know she's there there's women in these movies like why are you mad and it's like obviously there's thirst for these movies they do well enough right you got 60 million dollars from an at-home 30 dollar service so like just make a dang movie about I don't even care like I guess I don't know the Marvel options but is WandaVision (laughs) Is she coming back for anything or is she done? She'll probably be in the multiverse, I think. Doctor Strange. But I don't think she has a standalone film coming because she got the show, which admittedly was a great show. And then who is the new Black Panther about? We don't know yet. We don't know how they're going to write that. Okay. So that could theoretically be about a girl. You're right. They could decide. I I would love if they cast, if they decided to have the the sister bring up the black panther well mantle. i mean i feel like it either has to be the sister or the girl from walking dead because what are their other options i guess i feel like pizza. those were the those are the breakout characters yeah killmonger is yeah. dead <laughs> they could bring him back i wouldn't put him past it anything to avoid any more of those man-hating comments from captain marvel or yeah. women-hating comments mm. um Anything else on this? Or do you want to get into <laughs> lightning round? I mean, that's it. I, I wish I wasn't disappointed, but even in my disappointment, I still appreciated yeah, um, I the movie. Well, I guess if we're going to do now, later, or never, I feel like this is a fine now. Like, honestly, there's not that much stuff out, especially if you're trying to go see something in theaters. I thought this was good. I, th- I think it's better than F9, even though F9 is like fun in different <laughs> ways. Um, like Zola wasn't that good. You know, like, yeah. 
I'm sort of like, if you want to go see a movie in the next couple of weeks, like this seems to be a fine option for you. Um, especially when, like, what's the alternative? Uh, well, I guess we have, um, uh, uh, what's, it, what's it called? Uh, Space Jam next week. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. No, we're covering that. Yeah, baby. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. I guess in that that's context, gonna be a big movie, and it's gonna be fun. You said that once before, and the goldfinch would like to have some words with your predictive uh, skills. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, um, okay, lightning round. Okay, I only have two questions. Okay, I have one. Okay, first off, what what? is your ability you think to like injure yourself but know that you like need to do it you know like in this movie she like slams her head on the desk because she has to like get rid of her whatever which i was like okay there's no way this would actually work like you can't just slam your head and then it it kills a nerve or whatever that she said but there's like one john wick movie where they're like oh you have to eat your finger off or otherwise you're like they're gonna kill you or not no it's not john wick jack reacher jack ryan jack something (laughs) And then obviously there's saw where you have to cut off your leg. Like, do you feel like you could do one of those things if need be? Could you bite off your finger? I think I could bite off my own finger. I mean, I think I could try. I don't know if my brain would allow it. Like, I don't know if humans could actually do that. But I think that's one where I could be like, I could try this. Mm -hmm. Or like, like depending how dire the situation you know, I the nose thing was really horrifying to me for some reason. That just seemed like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> but I respected her for that choice. But I don't know if I could. It seems like biting off your finger would be easier somehow. <laughs> the thing I think about the nose thing er, is like... I think I could get like get myself to slam my head down on a desk really hard because you you're the action is before the pain. But the thing with the, like biting off your own finger, like yeah, if it was just one chomp and it was done, then maybe. But I feel like it might actually take mm, longer, and yeah. so then you would be like in pain, like having to continue to do it, which yeah. is the same thing with like sawing off your leg. Wow. Well, mm. so what would you do? I mean, I think I could hit my head on the desk. Yeah, okay. I think I could do that. Well, I was going to ask, um, what what is something that you would break your own nose for? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I would break my own nose for like a like a, a all expense paid vacation. Really, that's the bar. <laughs> it's like a six hundred dollar trip to to splash mountain like what are you (laughs) okay okay shelby when i say all expense paid trip i i'm not talking about oh yeah we're going to indiana and we're going to tour an old log cabin any any all expenses paid that's no (laughs) but if someone was like you can have like a two-week all expense paid trip to like tour different places in mexico Really? I would break my nose you for that. You would do it. Just I was Bre- like, your nose is I cartilage. It I know, will but heal. It would hurt. It would be so hard to do that mentally. Like I think my oh, I don't think like, it'd be that hard. I think I'd have to like get a million dollars or something. I don't even think I'd do it for like two hundred k. I'd be like, no thanks, well, it's not worth it. Then, <laughs> sorry to you, you're not coming on the vacation. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, do I get to like? have a sit down with a celebrity and they can't tell me any lies like yeah i'd break my nose for that a hundred percent i mean honestly i'd break my nose once a year for like uh <laughs> for slurpees at seven yeah 
Like, how often can I break this? This doesn't oh seem gosh. to be that tricky. Um, if you could brainwash a person and have them follow all of your commands, what would you have them do? I guess I don't think I could like, like the most useful thing would just be things I don't want to do. Right. Like just my chores and stuff. Like I don't have power. To, like what cool thing could I get them to do? Well, that's what I was thinking too. Cause I was like, okay, would I just make them do my chores? But then I thought, no, what I would make them do is I would make them get a really good job and just like work <laughs> like a crazy person. Oh, well, at okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking long term. Like you'll control them for the rest of their lives. Yes. Life. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I would never have unethical, to work Matt. because they're. <laughs> We're brainwashing people, Shelby. It's unethical <laughs> all the way around. But could you live with yourself? Like you think you could just, you could get over that? That's not the point of the, qu- <laughs> I, the question wasn't, could you brainwash someone? The question is, if you had a brainwashed person. I'm just saying, person, I think, I think I could do it for a day, but I think year upon year, I'd start to feel really guilty and ashamed. And I think I would, it would destroy my life. I right, but you don't get to, con- but you into. don't get to control, you know, it's like the, they're a robot yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not a person, useful. it's a that'd robot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's like that or like, yeah. D- honestly, yeah, that's the only right answer because why else would you do anything? Right, exactly. I mean, I guess you could have them like assassinate people for you or like <laughs> go steal things or something, but yes. Okay, I had one question. <laughs> okay, oh um, dear. Black Widow, you know, she's named for Black Widow. What bug or creature is your persona? most oh, likely gosh. to be named for this is a terrible okay this is this is the last then we're done um <sighs> you have to choose an animal that Wait, an most- animal or a bug a bug or an animal or a creature anything i'm just okay. letting you have options here that most that most identifies with your i feel your like persona. probably like maybe a rattlesnake Oh, interesting. Because, well, okay, this is why. Because I was thinking, I think if I was, especially if I was like a superhero or whatever, I would, I think that my skill set would be sort of like being sneaky and kind of like, Mm. you know, slipping around and doing things. Like I'm not like a brute force kind of a person. But then I was also thinking, okay, I'm, I'm good at like social stuff, but... (laughs) But it's not. But I think a snake is like too is like too sneaky. So then I was like, but if it was a rattlesnake, then that's sort of like a snake, but with like a little bit like energy, which I think is me. I feel like a more apt animal from your description would be like a, like honestly, like a panther or like a. Right, but no, that's like too cool. I think I don't think you deserve it. No. No, I think the rattlesnake is a little dolty. You know, it's like what it's a about... snake, but it's like it's got a maraca on its butt. Right. <laughs> okay, that checks out. You're right. Um, I I looked up cute but deadly animals. Um, so I think I think it would be like a like a puffer fish. Like you know, like I oh I could see that for you. Yeah, like I like I'm cute and I'm like fine, but if you if you wrong me or you you like scare me, then I'll freaking release toxins enough like to kill you, dead. Right, you but know? then you're but then you sort of are like also still not that. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's like not it's not like I'm a swan, right? Where you're like, wow, that's gorgeous, but it's like a puffer fish. It's like okay, it seems nice. Mm-hmm. I I might hang out with a puffer fish, but then it it's like whoa, you test me, <laughs> it's not gonna end well for you. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Who wins in a puffer fish versus rattlesnake <laughs> fight? 
<laughs> I read I, that pufferfish have um like enough poisonous toxins that they release when they puff out that they could kill like 30 humans. Okay. I don't remember if I wrote that down correctly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to call that into question, but sure. <laughs> because then wouldn't just like every time they pu- they'd just be like dead fish everywhere <laughs> in the sea? This makes yeah. no sense. This is no. I'll double okay. check the fact. This is this this episode isn't even long and it feels long. Um <laughs> That's so rude. Black Widow deserves more respect. No, but I feel like I feel like we're on like a loony train. You know what I mean? You know how sometimes your mind is just like not there, and that's what I feel like we are. We're like both off in the okay, okay. Well, I have a good I have a good question then to end it. A really important one. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Kiss, Mary, kill. Okay. Rachel Weiss, Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson. This isn't even hard. This is this is so easy. Obviously we're marrying Florence Pugh. Like, that's okay, not yeah. in question. Okay. And then, do you want to kiss a transphobic person <laughs> and a racist who likes Woody Allen, or do you want to kiss Oscar winner Rachel Weisz? You're right. Well, okay. you could want to marry her, too. She seems nice. I guess that's true. You, It's really like, do you, we're obviously killing ScarJo. Yeah, it's, by Do Scar. you want to marry Rachel Weisz or Florence Pugh? But I want Florence Pugh. She seems yeah, funnier. Yeah, she seems fun. I mean, she does... T- have weird taste in dudes though so i don't well know. that might that be good for me weird. yeah <laughs> yeah she could be happy <laughs> yeah uh, okay space jam next week follow oh us on gosh. social media y'all you're gonna be excited it'll be fun it'll be a little romp take the baby it's a kid's movie <laughs> penny will love it okay it's on hbo i'm definitely not paying for that oh okay well don't you have stubs now I mean, yeah, but I still don't want to go to the theater. It's not worth my time. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Talk to you next week. Bye.